You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like life, I'll rise. I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war. Bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Soul has no color no shape, no form. You have the power to change perception, to inspire and empower, and to show people how to embrace their complications and see the flaws and the true beauty and strength that's inside all of us. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. For those who marched and for those who prayed and for those who sang and bled and for those who believed and for those who died. I stand as 10,000 to the 10th power. This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Please welcome the man behind the madness. Your host and audio flavor maestro, Marquise Edwards. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody around the world out there. Welcome to another episode of Flavoring Your Ear podcast. As we embrace 2021, looking past 2020, we continue to find unique and special guests out there to talk to, have conversations for your enjoyment, motivation, and intellect. Uh, thank everybody for supporting me up to this point. Uh, all is well. Uh, we won't even waste much time today. Uh, you all know how I am with guests. Uh, when I'm not doing a solo episode, I am uh, anyone who I see with potential or I see that has a unique story or unique anything. I always try to, I gravitate to them for this show, to pick their brains, talk with them, and just see what type of person they are to helpfully motivate someone else out there to follow in their footsteps or to be motivated by them or for, you know, to help them out if they have any goals or ambitions that any listeners out there can uh, help them out with. So, a little backstory about today's guest is I'm part of a, a few groups to try to, you know, find specific guests. I don't really you know go fishing for guests much but if i do see someone and i read something that's pretty unique about them i uh i will seek them out for the show and today's guest is named brooklyn excuse me brooklyn boykins and i was over i was very impressed with 
First off, she's 16, so that doesn't matter, but she's 16. And I was very impressed with the way that she presented her ad or her request to be on someone's show. I thought it was very well-spoken, professional, and it was impressive just the way that she stated herself. I was like, wow, I was like, man, that was that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, she spoke about some things that uh, I was like, okay, this is, she, she just keeps going somewhere. She really, you know, has her head on her shoulders right. And I was like, man, that would be awesome to talk with her. And then this came on the hills right after I talked to my nieces who, uh, if you all listened to the last episode, you know, I was in, having a frank conversation with my nieces, but I always encourage them to do well in the world, make an impact and have big dreams and things like that. So it was like perfect. I was like, wow. I said, man, this is cool. So her name is Brooklyn Boykins. She's a 4.0 high school student and a team podcaster. Shout, shout out her show. Brooklyn juggles maintaining straight A's in high school high-level courses, playing a varsity sport, writing for a local newspaper, training to be a lifeguard, all while promoting positivity and wellness on her newly debuted podcast named Sit Back and Chat. So everybody go listen to Sit Back and Chat as well. Uh, she'll definitely, after she speaks, she'll let you all know how to uh, listen to her show and support her and things like that. But my overall background, because I'm very, very picky with who comes on the show, she was very well-spoken. Uh, very professional, polite, and that is very commendable in today's society for someone you know of her of her age. She's still fairly young to be able to carry herself like that. I thought that was impressive. So, uh, without further ado, how's it going, Brooklyn? Everything's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing quite fine. Quite fine. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, as you can see, I gave you quite a warm welcome. Uh, I know this this that was just my personal thing. Uh, you know that I personal intuition that I had when I when I asked you to be on the show uh, that I was very impressed. I was very impressed by the way you carry yourself. I was very impressed by your vocabulary. I was very impressed by your enthusiasm and energy, and that's commendable. So hopefully, you know, after we had this conversation, uh, you know, it'll, it'll propel you to keep pushing. Uh, and you're doing great things. You're doing great things. It's very very easy during these quarantine times, you know, to be involved or be doing. Uh, a hundred other things, a <laughs> hundred other things in the, in the world. So that's it's very commendable. Uh, it's very commendable. Uh, even in your bio here, you know, you're striving for straight A's and a lifeguard. You helping people. You're out there with your voice out there. That is heroic, in my opinion. And I encourage you to keep pushing. So hopefully, this conversation will, you know, uh, someone out there will hear you and help you with whatever you need or. Uh, just know that, hey, there's people out there that we have a future, you know, that we have a future. Not, not too much pressure on you. I don't want to make you seem like a superhero. You're still human. I know you still got life, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that I am very proud of initially the way you carried yourself before I even spoke with you. That's pretty big to me. So I'll start by asking you some questions and we'll just go from there and let it be as natural as possible. Uh, nothing, no question is you know, just deem you have the answer. So we'll just go from there. So uh, we'll just start. Let's say we'll start with your podcast. We'll start with your podcast. Um, what made you start your podcast? And uh, what is it about? So the reason that I started my podcast was mostly because I just wanted to be an influence and help the people around me that are around the same age as me. Mm -hmm. And 
how that all came about was that when I was younger, I never really had, you know, a teen role model that, you know, was doing things that a role model should be doing. And there was just a lot of influencers out there that would, you know, promote the wrong things or promote questionable things. And I just didn't really like that. And that's all that was really available to, you know, kids at the time. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give real life advice, real life lessons and put it out there as a teen for other teens and other, you know, preteens or whatever the age is, because it's Mm -hmm. very age appropriate. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's a very solid reason. I mean, you are well beyond your years as far as thinking, as I can see. Um, we are both from the Chicago, Illinois area, or Illinois, where you want to say Chicago. So I also, uh, I don't think I told you this either, I also came from a pretty you know, cloudy background. As you know, Chicago has a lot of uh, undesirable areas. <laughs> so uh, I also came from that, and I used that energy the same way you did to motivate myself to do better and to not be a product of what surrounded me at the time. Um, so I guess maybe I saw a little bit of my story and your story when you did, when I just listened to what you just said, which is commendable because it takes a lot to not be influenced by everything else that's going on, going on in the world or going on in your environment uh, or whatnot. And uh, a podcast is a great way to express yourself while also, you know, helping someone else. So that's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, just a little bit about your life, where you were born, family, um, you know, just a little bit about your, your upbringing, you know, for your personal story. What about you? Let us know. So I grew up in a very small town in rural southern-ish Illinois. Mm-hmm. It was more like southwestern. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was small town life. Lots of cornfields, the (laughs) one Walmart, the farming (laughs) store. It was, you know, it was simple, but I liked simple. And that was kind of my upbringing. I did a lot of sports when I was younger. I was really big into competitive gymnastics that I no longer do anymore. But I did a lot of stuff like that. And I was kind of, you know, a curious child, horseback riding, stuff like that. That was kind of what I did with my free time. That's nice. That's very nice. Um, I did tell you that I am a United States Air Force member, so I've been to some pretty cool locations and I've been to some country locations and big city locations. And growing up in Chicago is a big city. I did live uh, once in my career in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and that is pretty rural, pretty cold, pretty different. But my outlook is wherever you are, make the best of it. So I did like ice fishing and uh, snowboarding and you know, it's all this different stuff. So uh, to hear that you grew up in a rural, rural area, you know, it kind of reminds me of the horseback riding, they got horseback riding and things like that there. Uh, you said you were into competitive sports. Um, outside gymnastics, do you play any other sports at all? So I don't do gymnastics anymore. Right now, the only sport that I play is tennis, which I'm at the varsity level. But when I was younger, I did swim team, gymnastics. I danced competitively for many years, um, just stuff around that realm. I played volleyball for a club for many years. I did pretty much everything. Cool, cool. That was awesome. Do you ever get burnt out from doing all those things? 
Um, yeah, I definitely did get burnt out uh-huh. and I kind of just took a step back, stopped, and I just decided to pursue tennis because it's a really great sport to play. Yes, it is. I that is a very great sport to play. I thought tennis was easy uh, until I went out there and I was horrible. Uh, <laughs> when I tried to play, I, I'm talking about in my adult life too. Uh, I tried to play tennis and I was like, okay, I think I could be good at this. And I got a little bit, I'm not as fast as I thought I was. My reaction speed is not as good as it was. So tennis is awesome if you know how to play it. Um, so that's pretty cool that you're playing tennis. Do you um, see yourself sticking with tennis in the foreseeable future or is it just like a high school thing or you don't know? Yeah, I see myself um, playing for many years to come. Um, I plan on playing in college and I don't see myself going to the professional level or anything like that, but I definitely mm-hmm. will play tennis for the rest of my life as, you know, a recreational hobby. Sweet, sweet. That is pretty awesome. So, um, more about you, just picking your brain a little bit. Um, in today's climate or society now, we've had uh, COVID, and COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Some people have come out uh, much better. Some people have come out the same. Some people have come out worse. So, during this COVID time, I'm not hopping around a little bit, but during this COVID time, what have you personally uh, done or didn't do during this COVID period when you had to be trapped in the house and couldn't do much? But what are some of the things that you did or didn't do or wish you could have done uh, during these times? I feel as far as, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, it really changed me as a person. I think it changed me for the better. Um, I really learned a lot about myself. I learned how to be comfortable, you know, being alone, not needing to have people around me constantly to be happy and finding Mm. happiness within myself and being comfortable being alone for all this time and, you know, discovering more nature and just going on walks and things like that. That is awesome. You are awesome. That is pretty. The key highlight I got from what you said is you don't need other people to make you happy. That is the. I mean, you said some good stuff, too, what I'm just saying. Like, that was very, very prolific to say because even as adults in adult life, uh, people are still trying to understand that. You know, they're still trying to uh, figure out that I don't – happiness starts with yourself, right? You can't give your happiness to someone else unless you're happy yourself. So a lot of people didn't like the pandemic because of the fact that they weren't really happy with themselves and they didn't know how to make themselves happy. They were dependent on other people's energies and things to make them happy. And you're not going to always have people available around you. So you have to make your own self happy. So that's, yeah, you are well beyond your years as far as knowledge and, and just you know, the way you outlook your outlook on things. That is great. I really hope you keep the energy. Um, <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm saying like, I, I'm 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 older, so like I I should be talking like this, but to know how you know at, at at your age that you can have an outlook like that, the sky is the limit for your potential, um, as far as you know success, because you you have a outlook that um, you'll everybody needs help, everybody's gonna need someone, but you'll still be able to progress on your own, and there are times where you will be on your own, you have to make a decision by yourself, so that's pretty cool. Um, as far as we talked about the straight A's, said struggling to do straight A's, which I get it. I mean, um, I know school is a little uh, 
different. I'm quite sure you go to school during uh, on Zoom, right? You're not going in person. Yeah, it's virtual. Do as far as school, do you like virtual over being in person, or what do you think about uh-huh. the school thing? I've definitely adjusted to it, and I'm kind of at the point where I don't want to go back. <laughs> I'd rather just do what we're doing now. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So some students, like my nieces, they just, you remind me of my nieces so much. Like, that's just crazy because you all, I guess it's a generational thing. You all, people that are at a higher level of thinking, like, you know, it's not too bad. Um, I don't need, you know, a classroom of 55 people, you know, for me to be able to have a uh, learn and, you know, uh, have a decent time in school. You do miss some of the social inter- interaction part. And I do hear that you like to motivate others. So, that is a little bit of an issue, but you're still growing into yourself. So it's not like you're deemed to have to be an example right now. You're building, you know, growing into that person that you want to be. Um, so I've just I asked everyone these COVID questions just to see because everybody's outlook on COVID is different. And the thing about different perspectives, if people can hear different things and see how different people react to the same global pandemic that we're all dealing with. So. Um, as far as, as far as family, are you the only child or you have siblings? Um, no, I have a older sister, a mm-hmm. younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. And as, I guess you're the middle child considered then, right? Is that, is that, is that what that's called? Middle childish? Yeah. Like middle childish? I'm, I'm so, it's, yeah, I'm kind of. Okay, because <laughs> middle-ish, I guess you say, because someone older than you, some two younger, younger than you. Um, it's only me and my brother, so I always ask these family questions just so I can get perspective on how other people was you know, brought up and uh, some of the things that they experienced versus what I experienced or the others experienced and things like that. Uh, as far as you know, just their life. So just people can compare, listen, and you know, just hear certain story story. So middle child, middle child, they always say the middle child is like the sweet spot because you're not old enough to have all the responsibility and you're not young enough to get treated like a kid. Is that true? Um, in my case, I don't necessarily agree with that because my older sister, she's an adult. She's mm-hmm. much older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in her mid twenties actually. So she hasn't lived with us in a long time. So, so you I feel like, yeah. yeah, I'm the big sister at this point. <laughs> so you're technically the big sister. The right, the, the, the right of passage has been passed to you uh, indirectly. She's gone now. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> so we talked about your family a little bit. We talked about school. Um, we said some of the things that you do for fun. Um, you know, very outgoing. You say you like outdoors, right? Um, have you ever uh, had any crazy experiences in your uh outdoor experiences, you know, with the horseback around, anything like that, that, or funny stories, anything like that to happen to you uh, when you're doing your record? Because a lot, so a lot of people, not the, before I ask you a question, a lot of people with outdoor things are very afraid. And I used to be that way as well, as far as outdoor activities and things like that. Um, I used to be afraid of injury or nature or anything like that. Um, and when I lived in North Dakota, it's kind of like an outdoorsy state, right? And, uh, I used to get bit up by mosquitoes 
all the time when I used to go out on walks. It was like the most annoying thing ever. And it was annoying because I had a, what's the, uh, off? I had off and I sprayed, I drenched myself in off. <laughs> and I don't know what these mosquitoes were built, <laughs> well, how they were built, but they did not uh, deter from me because of the uh, the uh, the off. So that's one of my crazy stories that I went out on a walk on a nice summer day. Um, I didn't get bit up by mosquitoes at first. Uh, but when I get like a mile in and it was too far to like turn around and go back, I was already like out there already. I got bit up by a ton of mosquitoes and I ran home. I did not, I was not prepared to run. I was not in jogging uh, <laughs> attire or uh, having gym shoes on. I had on, uh, what's those shoes? What's the scrub, the scrubs like the uh, doctors wear? I had those and I still ran home in those and I, cause I was getting bit up like, like, hot like hotcakes it was crazy so do you have any funny stories or crazy stories about your outdoor experiences that you would like to share the most recent crazy story actually happened over the summer when i was at my lake house in indiana Mm -hmm. and what happened was we had these flower beds um you know on our yard and my dog his name is spirit he was outside and he was you know messing around the flower beds and there was a I don't know if it was wasp, hornets, some type of bees. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a nest that they made in the ground and he was digging into it because you know how dogs are. So mm-hmm. he dug into the nest and got attacked by hundreds of bees. Wow. Oh, my God. That has to be horrible. Oh, my. That sounds horrible. It was definitely know. horrible. Yeah. Oh man, that's I couldn't I couldn't imagine. As soon as you said hundreds, I was like, oh wow, this this story's gonna go left like pretty fast. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, uh oh, what you got? <laughs> so this is before that. This was before we had you know our fence put up. Um, so mm-hmm. he was on his you know dog stake. So you know it's attached to his collar. So he's getting attacked mm-hmm. by these bees and he can't run because you know there's a limited amount of space that the leash goes to. Oh. So. We're inside and I'm looking out the window and I was just like, why is spirit, you know, jumping and yelping like that? So then I look out the window and he's covered like my dog is white and he was just covered in these insects. Wow. Wow. It's like they swarmed him. I guess they were just swarmed all over him. That's wow. Did you kind of freak out when you saw it? Did you not like know not know what to do? (laughs) I was like, what what Um, could you do? My first instinct was. (laughs) <laughs> my first instinct was to look away because I can I have this thing I can't really you know watch things like that or see people in pain especially since you know that's my dog mm-hmm. so my mom's friend went outside and you know bit the bullet took him off the leash got wow. stung by like 15 bees in the process and we had to rush him to the animal hospital wow man first of all that's a brave person that did that because I don't know if I could have uh like you said, I don't. I couldn't stomach watching the dog suffer, even though I want to help. I am terrified of bees. <laughs> I got stung by us. <laughs> this is crazy. You asking all the right questions for like a cross conversation. I, 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 do, I usually try to listen to you, <laughs> but everything you say like triggers something that happened in my life, and I haven't said it on this show yet. So I'm like, oh, this is a great time to talk about it. <laughs> so as far as bees, why I'm afraid of bees? I was a little kid, and I loved insects. I loved ants and you know i was always the the, the kid that my mom said go kill the spider i'm like oh i'll go kill it you know i was i was happy i wasn't afraid of, afraid of bugs 
So I was outside one day playing in a summer day, and this is crazy that I remember this because it's so long ago. But I was outside playing, throwing a frisbee uh, with my friend, and we were on the grass. And a bee was, you know how bees kind of swarm around? They don't just like, you know, they swarm around, maybe buzz by you, and you, you don't, you kind of fan it away a little bit. I, it was a bumblebee. I swatted him fairly hard, and I, I hit him, and I didn't know that, you know, they get like it's mad, maybe. I don't know. They he got mad because I saw I hit him and I kept playing like nothing happened. I just kept playing, kept playing. So I guess this guy got hit and he got up and recognized who I was and he kind of like full circled around in the air and boom came right on my ear. I think his stinger was in my ear. And my ear swelled up like a donut. And I was freaking out. I was so afraid. Uh, uh, my ear was huge. I, I was just crying because I think I'm like six or seven. I was just crying. I told my mom I couldn't go to school. I won't be able to hear anything. I said, my, they're going to cut my ear off. You know, I'm a little kid, so I don't know. I was like, they're going to cut my ear off. I said, there's no way I'm going to ever be normal again. But that freaked me out. <laughs> that, that freaked me out getting stung by the bee. Because first of all, I said, I wouldn't have hit him if I knew he was going <laughs> to hit me back, per se. So I was like, wow. You know, so I've been terrified of bees uh, ever since then. And talking, going back to your dog, to see that many bees, the good person in me would have wanted to help him, but I would have froze as an adult. I would not have been able to go help him. I would probably have maybe got a water hose or something. I don't know, but I would not have gotten close to those bees at all. So is the dog okay now? Yeah, he's perfectly fine. He went to the hospital, got some injections, and, you know, he's back as now. Okay, that's good. Well, at least there's some silver lining into the story. But I know that's like a horrific uh, story. Thank you for sharing that story, by the way. That's uh, <laughs> That's pretty, I mean, I know it's deep, but I'm saying it's still just amazing, the crazy stories that you can hear about certain things, you know, so. Okay. Um, I know several times you, you speak about, uh, you know, motivation and leadership and things like that. So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, just your aspect and your outlook on certain things, you know, based on your leadership qualities and or lack of whatever it might be. Um, so. First off, what is your view on leadership or your goals on leadership and things like that? Or just being, a, you know, just being, a, like you said, being a good person and being a, a role model. What is what are some of the things that you feel a good role model or a, you know, a person of influence, how they should be? I just feel like, you know, to be a leader, to be a good role model, um, number one, is, you know, being yourself and not trying to have this facade about yourself or this disguise because, you know, that just takes the individuality out of, you know, everything. So I feel like you have to be yourself because then it just comes off as insincere if you're not. Mm -hmm. And then also just, you know, being morally correct. Yes, everyone has different opinions, different ideas and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, just having your morals in check and things like that. And I just feel like everything else is kind of subjective but the right people will follow you this is true uh i agree with you i don't have any uh, objections to that uh being genuine is probably one of the things i guess uh that a lot of people don't get so me i'm in the military right so um you know if you don't know about the military there's rank structure right so there's different ranks and depending on how you promote or how old you get or not how old you get, how long you, how much more experience you have in the military. 
you get rank and things like that. And sometimes you know, people tell you respect the rank, right? So, but a rank is simply just, you know, an insignia on your, on your, on your, uh, your uniform, right? So a, a lot of people struggle with coming into the rank that they are, you know, and they think that, oh, I don't have to do anything different. I don't have to grow or anything like that because I have this rank. And the good leaders, though, they don't let the rank change them. You know, that or when we speaking you know, about leadership, they don't let their position change them, but they're still the same person, but they just make a bigger influence, you know, and things like that. So uh, that's a very key point that you made about, you know, being genuine uh, as far as being a leader mm-hmm. and being authentic uh, as far as being a leader, not being like everybody else. There are a hundred ways to skin a cat. Um, and in today's society, it's okay to be, you know, you don't have to be the traditional leader that everybody thinks that you have to be as long as you get the results that you, you know, that you feel you need to get out of life, you know? So that's a pretty big, um, also, that's a pretty big point, you know, and, and leadership qualities. And I see that your mind is in the right direction because, you know, your generation is much different than mine, right? So I can't even imagine, you know, the different things you have to think about and deal with and, and what I have to deal with, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a kid or not a kid, you're not a kid, but as a teen and as a young adult, um, I have to deal with certain different things as well. So in today's society, I know you all generation is different. Uh, you you're going to have different challenges, different situations. Like I said, this is my first pandemic in my life. You know, you all don't know the pandemic, you know, at a younger age. So hope, hopefully these things mold you all into better people and, you know, more of influence than lack thereof. So I, that's, that's the goal, I hope, you know. So that's why me personally, anytime I see someone speaking positive in today's world, because there's so much foolishness that you could be a part of, I will quickly be there to get your back and support you however I can, because I feel like it's getting more and more rare for people to, uh, you know, not people, younger people, just the younger generation to gravitate to things that aren't always on television or are always broadcasted, you know, on commercials or, you know, or, or music or anything like that, which is fine. It's entertainment, but, you know, there are other aspects of life that people need to be interested in that they can see success. You know, they can see success uh, and in their lifetime. So I commend you on that uh, as far as that. Um, what are some of your, I guess, long-term, short-term girls as far as accomplishing things, you know, for your for yourself other than school? I know you in school, school should always be your number one priority, but as far as personal things or goals, what do you have in mind that you'd like to start or be a part of in the, in, in the future? Um, my biggest goal is just to maintain my happiness. I feel like that's really important in life. And, you know, some people really take that I wouldn't want to say for granted, but some people put, you know, lots of other things in front of being happy. And I just feel like when it comes to life, like we were, we're here. And I mean, I don't know if you are for or against the motto, you know, you only live once, but at the end of the day, on this earth, at least you do. And I feel like just surrounding it with happiness and positivity and not worrying so much about, you know, the other stuff and all the stresses of the other stuff and just living a carefree life, but, you know, um, not reckless. I feel like that's my main goal for my entire life is just to be happy because that's what life is about. You are awesome. That is, you got some, you have a very unique perspective. Uh, as far as the things you say, you are well beyond your years mentally, which is great. Um, 
So this show, I got the reason why I call it Flipping Your Ear. We talk about a lot of different things. Some things are dope, some things not adult. You know, I, I kind of drift everywhere. So I'm still trying to find my target audiences, if you say, because I speak about so many things like a big melting pot, right? So just not to go too deep into it, but as far as adult life, right? We would have uh, conversations and things like that about relationships and stuff like that. And people are still trying to figure out how to, you know, make themselves happy or be happy within themselves. And these are adults, right? They don't have that. Uh, they don't have that lined up mentally to that being a priority. They people think money, people think success, anything like that. But those things won't, you know, necessarily make you happy if that's not your end goal. You know, you can get all mat- materialism comes and goes, and we all should work in, in, and strive to get things, but things don't make you right. And for you to be saying your lifetime outlook is to be happy. Happiness starting with you is probably the biggest thing ever. And that is, that's amazing. That's an amazing answer. I don't know. And this for everybody listening out there, just so you know, I don't give out my questions before interviews. This is all her natural answers. You are like, this is me asking her. We don't have any pre-script or anything like that. So this is very amazing that she can answer these questions at this level because I don't, I didn't prep her for any of the, the questions. Am I lying, Brooklyn? I'm, I'm, the, the truth, right? I mean, no, he's not lying. <laughs> you know, we didn't we did not prescript anything. You know, uh, I tell you the questions. I mean, I, like I said, it's 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 amazing that I'm more of a fan now, you know, just for young minds, you know, that's not because it reminds me of me. And I didn't have the opportunity to, to speak on podcasts or speak with people and people, you know, get my voice out there. So I'm trying to do better, you know, you know, generational thing. I'm trying to do better you know, than what opportunity I had. So the fact that she answered these questions like this, she is going to go very far. And I know I believe you're going to go very far in your life. If your attitude and your mindset stays the same, everything else will follow. Everything else will follow. That is very that's a very great answer because adults are still trying to figure things like that out. I'm keeping it real right there. A lot of adults are still trying to figure figure things like that out. And that mindset that you have now is what they should have. And it can help alleviate a lot of problems and things like that that people have. So. Great answer. Uh, very, very good answer. Uh, that's very, that's commendable that you even thought that you even think that way. So, uh, oh, what else here? So, you know, as you said that, you know, being happy, that's the number one goal. Um, and I do agree that being happy, you can unlock the keys to every door, do all types of things. Um, as far, we don't talk too much about politics on this show just so you know but um as far as we have a new president in the united states and as you know uh the past four years or so has been a lot of different ideologies viewpoints division uh things like that uh, in our country um as you from your level you know your age being a part of that how did you feel about you know the way america has looked the last four to five years or so, you know, just from your eyes, how do you, how did you feel when everything, because it was, it was a very intense uh, time period, I believe. I know it's probably like a deep question, but I would like to know your out, your outlook on it. Just how do you feel just based on everything, you know, from your eyes and from your level about, you know, just how things went and some of the things that happened. How did you feel about that? Um, I just feel as if, you know, a lot of people really showed like, you know, their true colors because I feel like, you know, with our um, ex-president, people just started feeling more comfortable, you know, spewing out ideas of hatred and division and things like that. 
And like I said, I grew up in a very small town. I have moved from there since, but when he first came into office in the first two years of him being in office, I lived in that area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a, you know, pretty big Republican area, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, the colors of all of that type of stuff started to come out very big and very strong. And it was something I've never really seen in my life before because people weren't as comfortable being openly, you know, prejudiced mm-hmm. or racist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. feel like that just sparked all of that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I mean, that was empowering, empowering people. As you can see, we're talking about leadership and things like that, but indirectly and directly when you empower people, you have to take everything that comes with that, you know, like that's the responsibility of a leader, um, taking accountability for what you motivate people to do. You know, that's uh, something I feel like uh, was overlooked in the last term or, or whatnot. And uh, I hate that it influenced so many younger people in a negative way. I'm just seeing that because I feel like as a country, we made so many strides to try to, you know, be better. Um, regardless of the world situation, because America has so many different nationalities and walks of life and things like that. And nobody's country is going to be perfect. But, you know, we've made so many strides to just try to, you know, level the playing field and you know, make everybody feel included to take all those steps back. And what 2020 or 2019 or 2018 was kind of just like, wow, we are taking steps back instead of going forward. And that's not what us as a world should be doing us as a country should be doing. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of bittersweet to hear you say that. I know you were speaking how a lot of young Americans feel. Uh, however, I wish that the results were different uh, as far as people's experiences and like that. And that, you know, uh, also that different outcomes, you know, thing, but I guess it's better to see the truth. Let me not say that. I guess it's better to see the truth and what people really are doing these moments, because if you didn't, then you just be, assuming that everything was okay and people didn't feel the way they truly feel. So in a way, revealing what people are just keeps you, you know, your eyes open as to, oh, everyone that doesn't say everything doesn't, you know, or doesn't say things don't mean that's, you know, that they're just okay. You know, so people have a lot of embedded thoughts and whatnot in, uh, in their heads that we don't know about. So, um, that's a great leadership question. Great leadership answer. I, uh, like I said, I, I, I feel for your generation that I, I really hope that uh, you all generation, the younger people coming up can weed out all of those, you know, ideologies and all of those, all these different things by being yourselves and being the good genuine people that you are and having mindsets like yours. Uh, that's pretty big, you know, to be able to change how you can contribute change. You're not going to change the world by yourself, Brooklyn, but you know, uh, you can contribute to the world. And that's all, that's all I try to do with my podcast, with my life. I try to contribute to, you know, if everybody contributes some type of positivity to the world, then the world can have more positivity in it. You know what I'm saying? So that's my kind of like my philosophy as far as why I do what I do, regardless of one person, if I can change one person, I'm okay with that. I don't have to change a hundred thousand people. I would love to change a hundred thousand people, but if one person changes by hearing the episode, that's that's okay with me, you know. So, continue to strive and and do what you've been doing, and I think you'll be much better than me, <laughs> and you accomplish a lot of things uh, in your lifetime. So, um, I guess we've been in for a little while now, but uh, 
I told you before uh, a little bit about uh, why I do this show or what my motivation for doing this show was. It's because I came from an inner city um, where a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people don't travel. A lot of people don't go anywhere. Uh, they stay in their towns or states and things like that. And when I got in the Air Force, I started traveling all over the all over the world and things like that. Experiencing some different things. And I was like, wow, this is so cool and so fun. It's a different walk of life. I really wish kids, you know, or younger people that don't get the experience to do this, have an opportunity or some way they can win a trip or something like that. So I said, oh, you know what? Uh, it was it was during the time where all the turbulence wasn't in, in the United States. I said, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna shoot to try to start a nonprofit organization. So I started looking up things, you know, structure wise, and say, okay, this is my goal. I'm gonna start this. That's why I started this podcast. I said, okay, I'm gonna start to try to make a way for younger kids or young adults or uh, or, or not even young adults, just uh, kids that are, you know, may not have the means to make a way. To be able to travel and go see something different outside of the, you know, know the world's bigger than that. So that's why I created this. So, which leads me to travel. We're talking about travel now. Um, you did indicate to me when I was kind of screening, screening you a little bit that you did travel. So, where are some places that you've been and what were your experiences? So, more recently, within, you know, the last four years or so i've been to the bahamas florida Mm. nevada south carolina nice um i've been in new york arkansas haven't been to texas yet but i'm planning on it nice and you know places around the midwest (laughs) (laughs) of course right nice nice so if you had to recommend from where you went from where you've been where would you recommend someone to go to that you was like, oh wow, this is not bad at all. This is, you know, pretty not pretty nice. Um, I'm kind of biased on this because you know <laughs> I consider this place to be my second home, but I would say Las Vegas, Nevada. I love Nevada. I think it's so beautiful. There's so many you know mountains, canyons, so much mm-hmm. desert, mm-hmm. you know, cactuses. Mm-hmm. Um things like that and there's a lot to see to dis- and to discover on the trip and you know i think it's um one of those things that a lot of people think oh i can't go to las vegas unless i'm over 21 but there's a lot of stuff to do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know for people who aren't 21 i've been there many times and i'm not close to 21 yet and <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> you know they have this ferris wheel like there's a lot of stuff to do that doesn't involve you know adult the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So everybody here out there. So this was Brooklyn's recommendation, Las Vegas. And she recommended Las Vegas for non-Las Vegas reasons for you gamblers out there. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> if you know what I mean. But uh, she was going from a younger uh, adult's perspective, talking about the nature. If you like nature, I, I do believe that Las Vegas, and I haven't been into the depths of uh, Las Vegas like that, but I know the mountains. I, I see mountains here in Italy, and it just takes my breath away every morning I drive to work. So I know how, if you do like nature, uh, how it can you know, captivate you from reality sometimes. And that is just the way she explained it about the cactuses and the, the mountains. Like that it just sounds beautiful to me. So Las Vegas, put that on your list. If you have not been there before, 
This is Brooklyn's Destination. We'll have this available on our Instagram page for you all to have. We'll have a link just with uh, information about Vegas and you know some fun facts and things like that. So that's Brooklyn's uh, recommendation. So, Brooklyn, this is the part of the show where it's kind of fun. It's not as deep and, you know, uh, <laughs> to the point about everything that's going on because we could talk about that forever, of course. But I'll probably have you back again with other people and things like that to have better conversations or different conversations. But every guest, uh, I conduct my would you rather questions and they're just for fun. I have a deck here, a virtual deck, of course, that I use and I'm going to ask you a question and you are going to uh, just choose something and, you know, just you can tell me why or why not, or why do you choose or whatever. So, and they just all, they just stay super random. There's nothing like no specific topic. So I just shuffle the deck and I ask you one. You ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, wow, this is a silly one, but we'll answer it anyway. <laughs> Would you rather eat a bowl full of jelly beans or a bowl full of Skittles? Who makes these things? <laughs> Um, definitely jelly beans. I love jelly beans, actually. What? Over Skittles? Yes, it depends on, like, the flavor of jelly beans. But if I got to pick the flavor and they were, like, the name brand jelly beans, yeah, mm-hmm. I would do that any day. Okay, okay. I think that I would choose Skittles just because there's so many different... Well, you know what? Have you seen that show with, with the jelly, the flavored jelly beans thing? They do actually have a lot of flavors of jelly beans, if you if, if I thought about it. So they didn't specify, mm-hmm. but they both have a lot of flavors now that I think about it. I guess I I was biased at first towards Skittles because I said, you know what? They have all the flavors, so I'd eat a bowl of those because of the different flavors. But jelly beans have equally the same amount of flavors, I would think. But I'm still going to choose Skittles. <laughs> so let's shovel the deck again. Would you rather play by the rules or break the rules for a good reason? Mm, well, they didn't give me a lot of information, but, <laughs> um, you know, some rules aren't always good rules and some rules are put in place, to, you know, to mm-hmm. let other people, you know, get higher up and put a mm-hmm. certain another group of people down. So I guess I would break the rules for a good cause. Okay. Okay. You know what that shows? That, you have courage, first of all, because you said for a good cause. The, the key thing, I think, is a good cause, right? Um, I think they have these old Bible analogies. My mom reads me in the Bible, so please don't judge me because I bring up Bible things because I read the Bible like 500 times when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but it says something like, you know, uh, that, a, that, that a man that steals to eat, you know, is he wrong? You know, because he's starving. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's that, type, it's that type of thing. Then someone who's just stealing for pleasure. Right. So like sometimes people have to do certain things just to survive. And do you, I mean, the, the D might be breaking a rule, but, you know, there's a moral in there somewhere like uh, he's trying to survive. So I, 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 I truly I firmly believe that sometimes you may have to bend a rule or break a rule sometimes to get the right outcome. Everything's not going to go between the lines because rules one created created with a. Uh, you know, with troubleshooting with, you know, different. Oh, if this goes this way, no rules were created. Like, as everything went perfect and everybody was just perfect individuals, that's kind of how rules are. That everybody abides by the same, you know, uh, code of of conduct, which we should. But different situations happen, so I think that's a good answer from you. And your last one: 
is, oh, uh, would you rather get rid of all the internet trolls or get rid of all the fake social media accounts? Um, <laughs> both, hmm. <right? laughs> yeah, both, but I would say the trolls because you know all they do is spread negativity, and most fake accounts, you know, aren't active or anything, so it's more of an annoyance, but they don't really do much. Yeah, I, I hate trolls, <laughs> I can't stand trolls, uh, because it's it's a time to troll, and trolls don't get that. <laughs> they just don't get that. They have no uh, stopping point. They just keep going and going and going. And I don't like trolls. Fake social media accounts. Some people make them just because they have drama on the other accounts. That doesn't mean they actually necessarily just bad. So I 100% agree with you with trolls because trolls just troll just because, right? Um, <laughs> so that's our little Would You Rather session. Uh, pretty straight answers. Nothing crazy. Sometimes people get some crazy answers like, Would you rather eat dirt or eat? Like plaster, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So, but I just get some random questions and ask them. It wasn't nothing intentional. So, uh, as we close, last part of us of our conversation, uh, of course, this is the end of January, and we're moving to February for Black History Month. Um, what you think about Black History Month, Brooklyn? Um, I definitely think that's important to get, you know exposure and to really dive deep into, you know, past issues as, you know, as well as the present issues that are going on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know some people are against having black history month. I don't really know why, because, you know, we always learn and, you know, retain information and each and every black history month, I've, I've learned something I didn't know the one before. So I think it's serving its purpose. Uh, Absolutely. I, uh, I can couldn't agree more. Um, the same way we learn about history about everybody else. I don't think there's nothing wrong about learning our history as well. I think that uh, everybody's history should be included and, you know, everybody should be open to learning everyone's history. just like we learn everything else in history. So I don't personally see a problem with it. Um, I think it does open your eyes to some people's experiences and the things that if you see what others look up to and what motivates them, then that might help you come to a solution of, you know, you know what? They've been through this. Maybe that's why they're upset about this. You know, kind of kind of things like that. If you understand more, a lot of people don't. They disregard history, but history has shaped us to where we are today. Uh, still trying to f- struggle for solutions and things like that in society. So, who uh, can you give me? Maybe like one or two of your favorite uh, personages, or you know, just Black history, anything like that from historical times. Do you have any favorites? Just uh, that you like. Or that you kind of model yourself after, you know, not even model, just it's favorites, just favorites. Um, I definitely, um, I don't necessarily have any favorites, but I do have, you know, some people who I thought were interesting or I thought their stories were interesting and I think should be, you know, exposed more if, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. So the story of Emmett Till, I know, you know, some people don't necessarily know about that. I think that's a very important one, especially considering his age and what happened to him. So I think, you know, exposing his story and getting it, you know, more people to talk about um, it with, that's a really important story that I feel like, you know, isn't that mainstream as like, you know, the Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, what happened to him was extremely horrible. And he was younger than I am right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That, uh, as soon as you said the name, I was like, oh, man. You know, I just felt, see, a lot of, some people listen to it, they hear the material and they don't feel anything, you know, and that's a problem. You know, that's, that's a problem in, in the world. Um, as soon as you said his name, it kind of like gave me chills, you know, and I've, <laughs> I've heard the story of him until a hundred and a million times, you know, so like, and it's just, it should feel that way. You should feel uncomfortable if you hear Emmett name and knowing what happened to him, you know, that it doesn't get publicized enough. Uh, why people have to, even to this day, have trust issues and, you know, things like that with certain things because that whole story is just like a horror story, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. As you said, younger than you. No human, no human being should go through things like that. So my, one of my personal favorites, I would say, um, probably would be Malcolm X because, well, first off, I liked the movie by Spike Lee. I thought it was everything, and I'm a Denzel Washington fan, so I love the movie. Uh, I also it, it led me when I saw his story uh, doing a movie. Uh, it's it uh, motivated me to read some books and autobiographies and things like that, and I've kind of learned you know more about his philosophies and things like that, and it was very intriguing. So I listened to some of his speeches. And it's the way he presented himself and carried himself that I don't see as much in today's society. Just the intellect that he had, you know, coming from a bad background, just turning his whole life around and being this like prolific, influential figure. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was a very powerful story. But there's so many different people that, you know, that's just one of my favorites that I was very intrigued with growing up uh, as far as black history and whatnot. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to kind of wrap up today's episode uh i feel like we can have a conversation about so much for so long and that's a good thing because i think your mind is just very very bright and you can talk about silly things serious things uh that's pretty damn cool in my opinion uh i think that uh sky's the limit for you um and this is me not even knowing you personally that's what i'm saying just based off how you carry yourself so just for you you younger listeners out there right um if you carry yourself a certain type of way, it will open a lot of windows for you. You don't have to go into situations, you know, uh, boasting about what you are. Be humble, you know, uh, be humble, be an open book and just, you know, be confident. And I think Brooklyn possesses a lot of those skills as far as, you know, confidence and, you know, and just intellect and things like that. And that gravitates you to people who would like to, you know, talk to you. I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> I don't talk to anybody. That's just me. If you can't have a decent conversation, even if it's a silly conversation, it has to be, you know, somewhat, you know, structured or something like that. It's not a crazy conversation. This isn't reality TV. So, um, Brooklyn, thank you for coming on the show today. Um, I really appreciate the conversation we had. I really think, I know I've been a fan, like, since the moment that we start recording. <laughs> uh, but I can't say enough. Uh, how we need more people like you in today's society just with the right mindset you know the right mindset is something a lot of people can struggle with for their entire lives you know and for you to have it at such a young age just please i mean you don't know me like that but i'm just saying just please try to keep that that is something very special and unique that i feel is going to really propel you to do some awesome things some awesome things so uh, closing remarks, do you have anything you'd like to say on your social media shouts you want to hand out, you want to holler out, um, how to contact you, you know, any closing remarks or anything, anything like that? 
So as a closing, I would just like to say thank you um, for having me on and giving me this opportunity to, you know, um, share my voice, share some of my opinions, and just have this open conversation with you. I had a lot of fun. And as far as reaching me and listening to my podcast, my podcast is called Sit Back and Chat. It is on all major platforms, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it, it's there. Um, So you can listen to it on those platforms, and the Instagram for my podcast is at sitbackandchat.podcast, and that's how you can contact me and see some updates of what I'm going to post. I post every single Tuesday. She posts more than me, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I try to be consistent, but I have a job, so it's kind of hard. Oh, you know what, Brooklyn? Ah, man. I am a foodie. I'm sorry. I'm a foodie, and I did not ask you any questions about food, so this is totally breaking protocol right now. <laughs> but what is your favorite food? Um, <laughs> I don't really, I can't pick just one, but what I do love is vegetable stir fry that oh. I make myself it has mushrooms asparagus onion um you know brussels sprouts all types of stuff i just put it in my pan with some butter and kind of just cook it all together because i pretty much eat pretty plant-based so that's pretty cool uh what you don't know about me you said plant-based we're not gonna go too much long with this because i know everybody like we know bro okay but i was a vegan for 22, I believe. It's after the military. I was a vegan, so I was strictly no dairy, plant-based. You know, when I got into the military, it was kind of difficult for me to maintain that diet. I know my mom's listening out there. Mom, yes, I eat a little meat and fish now. Sorry. Uh, but I wasn't raised that way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I commend you for having majority plant-based diet and things like that. Uh, and at least today, they do have a lot more options and a lot more ways for people to learn how to cook uh, without meat or basically, basically plant-based. They got the Beyond Meats and, you know, uh, Boca and all those Morningstar, all those companies that, you know, make substitutions to make it easier for a transition. So you eating healthy, you smart, you are really, you really got to, you really got to go on for yourself. Brooklyn. And I'm telling you, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, vegetable well, just to specify. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Just to specify, I am not 100% plant-based. I just usually eat plant-based food. So I'm not vegan. Okay. I do eat meat. Okay. <laughs> he said, let me, let me let y'all know. I do eat some <laughs> meat. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's like my daughter. She uh, she eats meat, but she doesn't like eat meat like heavily, I guess I'd say. You know, does that make sense? She still eats meat, but she kind of balanced. Like some days she said, I don't feel like eating any meat today. Like she does that a lot. Like I just don't feel like eating any meat today. She still eats meat, but... I, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying like that everybody has to be immediate, but that, just to know that you do, you know, have some type of consciousness of eating. Like you, you name your f- things you like, and you name vegetables. <laughs> you know, that's that's enough right there. You know, so I can go and I love stir fry as well. I'm in Italy now, so I'm kind of like a pasta, pizza, gelato head a little bit. So I guess as I travel, um, I'm different food favorites change maybe i don't know i don't know still miss good food out there but i have to ask you that question before we close out because i'm a foodie and i like to know other people's foods too uh what they like and don't like uh, just for you know my essay so uh thank you again brooklyn for coming on the show um i will definitely reach out to you in the future um because i like i told you i work a primary job so 
have I have a forecast of things I like to talk about and different topics, and I only give people who I feel can fit certain conversations. I don't just force anybody to talk about anything. So that's my that's my thing with with me personally. So if I have a topic that I feel like, oh man, this is a great topic for this person, even though you may talk about other topics as well. I would always reach out to you just to have conversations, not just with me, with other people as well, and across conversation, hear different sides of points of view and things like that. So I'll definitely be listening to your podcast. I'll support you however I can. If you want to reach out to me, any collaborations or anything like that, I'll be open as well to you know help out. Because the biggest thing that us as a podcast community needs to understand is support is everything and support is free. So everyone go out there, give her a listen show us some support and if anybody out there would like to help invest in her dreams or anything like that always keep that line of communication open to help you that's help starts with everyone one by one we can't save the world all at one time but we can do the best we can as human beings to help uplift each other help promote each other and do things like that so that will conclude today's episode and uh I don't know when this one will be released because y'all know I'm kind of slow with my editing, but it will be a very good master session, just so you know. But thank y'all for tuning in, and uh, see you next week, next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquise Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.